You are listening to the Young Culture Podcast, where young adults from all backgrounds and experiences share their ideas and opinions. Hello, Young Culture. Thank you for listening in. We have part two today with the rest of the recipients of the BD Luminary Awards. And thank you guys for coming. So I have Sally, Sal, and Sarah today, and we have Jessica here as well. So we did talk a bit about what BD Luminaries was in part one, but just to summarize exactly what it is, why don't you give it to us in a few words? Sure. So BD Luminaries Award is a super unique scholarship program. It's offered by BD to students who have really great potential but might be facing some type of financial adversity. Mm -hmm. So it's for students who are smart but constrained by circumstance. It's given to students who show resilience and grit and are ready to make a positive change in their life. And these ladies here will show you exactly what that (laughs) means. Awesome. (laughs) Love it. So if you guys could just introduce yourself for me, that would be amazing. Yeah. Hey, everyone. So my name is Sarah. Um, I'm 18. I just graduated from Princess Margaret Secondary. Um, I have an older sister, younger brother, so I am the middle child. Um, so my family's moved to Surrey just four years ago, but um, we're finding it really well, especially with the, the beautiful um, mountains and the weather here. Uh, we did come from Toronto, so we have been ca- in Canada for a while. And um, yeah, hopefully you'll get to know more about me. Awesome. And um, wha- how did you find out about BD Luminaries? Yeah, so um, I would really recommend like getting the career resources at your school. There's um, usually counselors, career counselors, and grade 12 advi- advisors at every school. And so mine was a really big help in that um, they would regularly update us about scholarships and the upcoming deadlines. And so just like social media and um, word of mouth, really. Awesome. All right, so Salwa. My name, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah we're um, good. <laughs> uh, my name is Salwa, and I'm 18, just turned 18, and I graduated from Kotlin Park Secondary um, here in Surrey. And I've been living in Surrey for five years, so I started high school in um, Surrey. And I, like, I really enjoyed it. I feel like I really grew as a person. I used to live in a really small town um, of Chilliwack, and um, it was a completely different atmosphere, completely different environment and demographic. So I'm really glad my family moved here, and I love living in Surrey, and I'm super excited to start post-secondary soon. Awesome. And how did you find out about BD Luminaries? Uh, similar to Sarah, I found out through my career counselor. Um, actually, I did see the advertisements. I was like, BD, I, that, I think that's the business school at SFU. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I was a little confused, and I wasn't going to apply. But then uh, she called me into her office and recommended it. And we looked at it together, and I was like, sure. But like, she definitely encouraged me because, you know, high school students were procrastinators. Yeah. I am, at least. <laughs> so, but, yeah, she, I, I'm really grateful for that support. Awesome. Hi, um, I'm Sally, and I recently graduated from the Interior program at Queen Elizabeth Secondary. Um, and Interior is kind of this very unique district leadership program, um, and I was definitely very fortunate to um, to find out about that program very early on, um, and it definitely changed my life um, because when I was when I uh, entered that program, I had just moved here from China, nice. and I had language barriers, mm-hmm. so. Um, I definitely think that uh, going um, and graduating from uh, from secondary school has been really um, amazing, and receiving the scholarship has been uh, very um, honor 
honorable as well. Um, and I look forward to post-secondary. Awesome. And how did you find out about Beauty Luminaries? Yeah, very similar. Um, I was searching on Scholarships Canada, all different scholarship websites, and this just brand new scholarship came into um, came into my search, and I was very interested in it. Awesome. Well, thanks guys for coming. I remember from the first part they were talking about the application process, and the things that I heard about it, it made it seem like it was really unique. They were looking beyond just your academics. So I want to ask you guys. Why do you think it's important to look at things beyond academics for um, choosing who deserves things like this? Um, I think it's important that we look at people who are, um, we lo look at people on a wide spectrum, um, looking at how well they do in their extracurricular activities and what types of leadership take on, showcases what type of person this the, uh, the person is and what potential they have. Um, and also I think understanding kind of the different backgrounds that people come from, mm -hmm. it really helps us um, know what opportunities there are for them and different opportunities are available for different um, Definitely. <laughs> uh, I'd like to echo everything that Sally said. I definitely agree with that. And also, um, I'd like to add on that um, your circumstance may like affect your academics, or and also your academics aren't everything. One hundred percent. So, um, you'd like even like you might be uh, weaker in this area, or you might be stronger in another, or m like maybe all across the board you're strong in all areas. So, I don't think there should be um, all the emphasis on academics because that, even though it may not seem like it as high school students, it is a small portion of our lives, it's not our entire lives. We still have our families, we still have the activities we like to do for fun, we still have our passions, our hobbies, so our academics aren't everything and our academics don't define who we are. 100%. Yeah, just to add on, um, I just wanted to mention that the way that we're tested in school and that that like what reflects in our academics is very specific, it's very standardized, and not every type of person is able to excel in that type of um, assessment. And so having different types of, assess of assessment and different types of ways to really look at a person is really important, um, especially when we see so many examples of people who don't really excel in school, who drop out even, but they're so successful. They're like role models for so many different people. Yes, it's definitely. really important to take that into consideration. So when I was in school, it was still very like uh, one way track of learning where it was just m like, you know, like tests and like papers and stuff like that. And if you I guess if you didn't do well in the ways that they taught you, then you were kind of deemed like not smart or just lazy or whatever. But do you guys notice a change in that in your high school um, situations? Like, Are they improving or? Do you feel like there's still room to grow? Well, yeah, I would say there's always room to improve in, but I, yeah, I would note that, especially there's more awareness coming out about different personality types and mm -hmm. different learning types, and there's so many tests that we can take out there, and so teachers are really taking that into consideration, um, as in that there are like visual learners, there's kinesthetic learners, there's spatial learners, there's so many different ways people can learn, and so they are like, it, it's, it's a process, but it's, I would say it really is improving. That's awesome. I love that. And I um, remember from the last part, the uh, the other recipients were talking about some of the questions that were asked during the application process. So if you guys would like to tell me about your application process and maybe some memorable questions that you guys had from your interviews. 
Um, one of the questions that really struck out at me was, I think one of the questions was, what is the biggest issue that you notice in your community mm -hmm. um, and in your local community? And that was an interview question that I had never really faced before yeah. because it was just so sudden. Um, and so the, fir the thing that I talked about was the um, division between the upper class and the lower class and how, like um, Sarah mentioned before as well, there's this kind of big division between people who are, um, people who might be really excelling in academics and people who might not be as excelling in academics because of their financial resources and their different backgrounds. And so I think that was one question that really struck out at me during the interview process. Yeah, just to add on, that question as well really took me uh, took me aback and I had to like pause and think because there's nothing really you can memorize about that. Yeah. Um, and so my answer I remember was about um, the lack of education in third world countries and how that's like the most important thing we should be focused on, focusing on just because most of the world's population does come from third world countries. Yeah. And so if so much of our population is uneducated and we're just focusing on like the, the minorities that are in develop already developed countries, it's it's kind of counter in like counterproductive. And so... Um, yeah, really just how, like, that that's one thing that I would change. Um, do you think that there needs to be more things like this resource where it's more accessible? Like, do you think there's enough of that right now, or is it kind of hard to achieve? Um, oh, one thing I would say is that grade 12 is, al is already a very daunting year, and it's, it's, it's really busy. And yeah. so it's, it's uh, one thing I really noticed is that um, people who take, like, like really a lot of academics of, of really um, hard course load will probably agree but it's really hard to keep up with your homework and and your extracurriculars as well if you do so and also apply for scholarships as well so mm -hmm. I think there should be more like more encouragement for students to apply for different scholarships and that can only really take place if teachers recognize that we're we have other things to do after school and we have yeah. like deadlines coming up and to really like kind of take it easier on the, on the load that they put on us especially in grade 12. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Did you have something to say too? Yeah, so um, this is a really different answer. <laughs> uh, but um, to address uh, the question, I guess you asked about like what we've changed. Uh, personally, I I think uh, what really needs to be implemented is more like creativity in the classroom. Yes, uh, like definitely. One of my uh, inspirations is, her name is Anna Kuzinski. I think she's from Vic Victoria. And then she went to Google Science Fair for like creating a flashlight which heats up, which works with, the heat from your hand and like that like she created that when she was like what 14 15 and then here in like in like across the Canada in our classrooms there's very little room for creativity um it's very just much like test project test um it's the teacher chooses most of everything so I don't think um schools are encouraging um students to pursue their own passions enough in school and that's just put aside and in school it's just oh it's just it's reading math science like that's it that's the only way to go and there's not enough emphasis on okay so what do you love and what do you want to take to the next level like what do you see what can you change or like what can you invent because like you don't have to be a super scientist to invent anything you can just be like a little kid um but yeah like not to bash the series school system i think there's some great things about it uh, my younger sister she's in fourth grade and she actually did genius hour um which is run started by Google and then students have like an hour to do work on a passion project each week and I thought that was incredibly cool and I didn't have that when I was her age so I think that's a great initiative that Surrey is taking on. Awesome I love that so speaking on passion and 
your creative side and what you want to bring to this world, what are you guys passionate about? Talking earlier about Genius Hour, um, I actually did have the opportunity to participate in Genius Hour when I was in grade 10, and we called it an interdisciplinary course. And it was through that course that I discovered my love of filmmaking. Nice. And so that's something I'm super passionate about. And um, in Genius Hour, I, w I was able to make this very short documentary um, about this uh, condition that has affected my family for years. Um, and so I was able to combine something that was very personal to me and tell the story about it in a creative manner. Um, and that's also one of the things that jumped out at me from the BD Luminaries application was we were asked to submit this one minute video and um, obviously I was very excited yeah. and it because it allowed me to you know express my passion of um, filming and editing and um, yeah I think I really enjoyed the, uh, the process of that. So on a different note, something that I'm really passionate about is events and event planning. Nice. And that might sound a bit like uh, not ordinary, but I I was really, um, because with scholarship, there's a lot of like personal questions and you really yeah. have to like dig deep into yourself. Like, what am I passionate about? What, mm -hmm. what do I enjoy doing? And so I noticed that all of my extracurriculars had like a theme as in that everything I really did had something to do with events and putting on events, like leadership at school and just even outside like organizations that I'm part of. Um, we had to put on events and like do them to the best of our ability. And so recently I launched a event planning business with a group of friends. Wow, good and for so you. That's so yeah, cool. Yeah, thanks. And it's so it's uh, uh, kind of unique as in it's a cooperative. And so everyone in our, in our nine-person team is um, shares revenues equally and we make decisions um, equally. We have the equal say. And so um, it was really... Um, it was really interesting because we had to think about what made our business unique, as in there's lots of event planning businesses out there and people with much more experience. But one thing that we um, decided to do as a team is only f like be selective with our events, as in only planning events that have some sort of social cause or some sort of community purpose, environmental purpose, some something that really brought awareness to different causes or, or um, highlighted things that we were passionate about or we believe there needed to be more of in the community. And so um, we're just working on that. We launched in January. Nice. Uh, Congratulations. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you. And we just had our very first event um, this weekend. Um, it was a, a f fundraising dinner and seminar for the Yemen famine relief. Nice. And um, we had speakers come out. We had a program. We had we were MCs. We did a presentation about ourselves. And we had a, a pretty full house. It was um, held at a banquet hall in Surrey. And uh, we made a lot of connections, and that's really something I'm really passionate about, is just using events um, as a platform to advocate and um, bring awareness to things that, um, like, things that need to be given awareness to. And people have different ways of showing that. People write, they, they um, make films, they uh, public speak. There's different ways, but, like, for us, um, we believe events, like, is a really good way to just bring the mm -hmm. people, bring people together, have food. Um, yeah, I think people, when they have those things, like, they're really um, in a position to listen and uh, reflect. That's awesome. What I really like that you guys said is that these applications made you reflect on your life. And like you realize because of this application, the common themes that goes on in your school life. Like I can tell you, most when I was your age and like my friends, we didn't think about that stuff <laughs> when we were your age. Like we weren't thinking about common patterns and stuff. I think I'm I'm starting to get into that habit now. So I think that's very respectable for you to 
take a step back and think about how these questions can apply to the rest of your life. That's super cool. And Saul, what about you? What are you passionate about? <laughs> okay, I'm passionate about climate change, but I'm not really good at um, conveying that because I don't know, climate change just gets me really like rallied up and uh, does it set your soul on fire? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I don't know. I find it really hard to talk about. But um, yeah, so I started in like seventh grade. Um, so yeah, my teacher showed like a documentary about uh, the polar, like the Arctic melting and whatnot, and I just didn't care because I was like, I can't do anything about that, so why bother? Right. But then fast forward a few years, like um, I joined uh, sustainability teams, which is like a youth, um, which is a youth-led organization kind of in um, Metro Vancouver. And um, after joining that and like being a part of com a community of like other youth that really care about this issue, um, I was able to like really see like, wow, this is an actual problem that has a solution. So I knew it was a problem, but like there's actually, there's stuff that can be done about it. Then also um, in addition to climate change, I guess I'm passionate about like helping others. So like I, like I watched a TED talk about um, how climate change is a crisis, is climate change is a threat to human rights. Mm -hmm. And then I was very confused by the title as I'm sure a lot of people are. Yeah. Um, it was a very, it was, an interesting title and then after watching that TED talk I was like wow this is actually like affecting people um, in very like inequal ways like here there's like definitely we can see the wealth gap and like this is having it's very similar in climate change um, so like even though it's developed countries that produce the most um, emissions and whatnot it's the I'm not sure what the technical term is mm -hmm. I think one of them is thrown out third world or developing yep. countries yep. Um, they they suffer the most, which I think is like absurd because th like I've been to Sudan, I've been to like a third world country, and th they hardly emit any emissions. Like it's completely different from here. And then here, the people just don't care. Whereas like other people in parts of the world, like you mentioned, you had like a fundraiser famine. Like the the uh, famine uh, is due to the climate crisis that is happening in the world right now, and uh, it's just so unfair. I no, I love the passion. No, that's great. It's that kind of passion that forces change, right? So I think that's really important. Um, so the application process is done. You guys, I don't know, you get a call or an email? You call? You get a call, you got the scholarship. Like, what was your reactions? How did you guys feel after knowing you got the scholarship? I was in shock. Oh. Because <laughs> uh, the way they started talking, I don't know, in my head I was just like, okay, if I think about the worst thing that could happen, I won't feel sad at the end of the phone call. But no. um, yeah, I was super blessed. And also I got to talk to Ryan and Didi, and I was like, whoa, I'm talking to Didi. <laughs> and like, it was very cool. I don't know, it was super Why fun. don't you tell us who Ryan Beatty is for anyone who's listening? Okay, so Ryan Beatty is the founder of the Beatty Luminary Scholarship. And um, now, I, yeah, now I know the name Beatty, because that's his last name. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so... I think it's super cool about him, even though I don't know him super well. He's super, like, altruistic. Like, I know that they expanded the scholarship from 50 to 80 students, which I think is incredible. Um, so, yeah, he's, yeah. Cool. Love it. What about you two? How did you guys feel? <laughs> um, very similarly, I was also shocked. Um, at the beginning of the phone call, it was structured like I didn't get it because they said, thank you so much for applying. And in my head, I was thinking, okay, this is the part where they tell you, thank you for applying, unfortunately. But that wasn't the part that came after. So yeah, I was in um, absolute shock and I'm just very, very honored um, to have received that. Yeah. Awesome. 
Um, same with me, I would say. Uh, I Personally, I did not believe it when I got the phone call. Like, I was just like, okay, maybe this is a prank. Um, <laughs> maybe they have the wrong name. Maybe there's another, someone else with my name. Like, and I, like, I felt that was really interesting, um, especially after um, my reaction was to re really not tell anybody. And um, that was kind of interesting. Like, I don't know why I did that, but I think a lot of people struggle with, like, not really knowing how to... Uh, really like boast about themselves yep. in a way um, but just like you know giving themselves the same appreciation that they would give other people mm -hmm. and so this was an, and it was my first scholarship that I won um, in grade 12 and so it was really like a kind of like a mind-blowing moment because I was like I think I am capable of some things of good things oh and I love that yeah and then I and I noticed that like when other people won stuff I would be like ecstatic like so mm -hmm. happy for them and then when you win something it's like okay like keep it quiet like it's yep. it's not that big of a deal but it was like it was a really good moment it kind of changed the way I like saw myself and um yeah that's awesome I love that yeah I think um as a society we kind of condition ourselves to put ourselves in a box and kind of shrink ourselves a little and you know not get too excited or like I know even like you were saying earlier when you're on the phone you're just like okay like it sounds like I should get prepared for bad news but it is important to talk about what you're proud of and I think it's great that you guys are starting to do that and you're sending a good message to everyone else um, I back when I was in school the things that I remembered about going into post-secondary was how much is it gonna cost and a lot of people, which is fair because, ev like you guys have said, everyone has different circumstances. The way that they picked um, their post-secondary was based on financial situations, whether it's they don't go at all, they might wait a few years to save up, they might go to uh, a more low-cost institution versus a higher cost and whatnot. So I just want to ask you guys, what advice would you give the young people out there who want to pursue their dreams, who want to go to school, who want to have certain careers but they're too scared of doing that because of the potential financial barriers um, one thing I would really say is that uh, a lot of people are realizing now that um, financial adversity is really a thing and it's um, a really big hindrance to people attending post-secondary and so because people are realizing that more they are creating more opportunities for um, uh, youth to overcome that and a lot of variety of them as well and so what I would really recommend is to apply for like a very vast variety of um, scholarships in that it does not just have to be the conventional like essays that you write but there's also competitions that you can apply for there's um, entrance scholarships there's scholarships like based on academic success and there's so m like like some scholarship just because um, you're from a certain place or you have a certain background like there's such a variety and there's something for there's really something for everyone mm -hmm. and so just apply to everything that you're eligible for and um, and if if you're like if the deadline is like tomorrow and you need to pull an all-nighter to fill the to fill it in like do it I would say honestly yeah. do it like you think that it won't be as good because it's last minute but it your hard work will really pay off and um, someone who's really genuine but is doing something last minute is is really more commendable than someone who's taking a long time but but like their heart isn't really into it yeah hundred percent I think that's really important yeah also um, yeah I definitely agree it's really important to apply to scholarships especially in grade 12 and um, like in order to apply for scholarships I think 
the most important thing is to excel what you love doing and what you're good at. So if, if whether that be athletics, whether that be academics or volunteerism for myself personally, it's volunteerism. But if it's like music or cooking, like whatever you love doing, just excel at that and like just try your best and yeah, just hope for the best and apply for scholarships that are tailored to you. So even if like you see no one else applying for that scholarship and it suits you, apply for it because you have a good chance of winning and just um, have faith and like really believe in yourself because I know a lot of people in my grade uh, didn't apply for scholarships even though they were eligible just because they didn't believe in themselves winning. They were just like, oh, well, I'm gonna lose and I'm like, I'm not gonna win it, so like why apply? And like that self-doubt is can be dangerous um, just because that does, that may hinder you from like applying. And I like, I know I was scared to apply for the BD. I was about to not apply. So um, believe in yourself and surround yourself with people that believe in you. So that you apply. I also want to add on to the availability of financial resources also that um, one school is not the be all end all. Yep. I know that when I was um, applying to universities, I really wanted to go into finance and um, at Queens has this excellent commerce program and I was so interested in, and I was so set on attending that one university and I saw the tuition costs and it's about 18K a year. Um, and so at that time, I felt like my dreams were being crushed. Mm -hmm. um, but so I think it's really important to just keep going and keep trying and realize that everyone has their own path to walk. Yes. So um, because I didn't walk the path where I would have gone to Queen's University, I was really fortunate to get the scholarship, which allowed me to go to UBC. Nice. So yeah. yeah, you never know what door is going to open in exactly. which way, right? Yeah. That's so true. So I have a question for all three of you, a question that I ask every guest that comes on my podcast. Who or what inspires you? Yeah, yeah. So I mentioned that I started an event planning business with my friends this year, and so um, it wasn't all by ourselves. So there's this um, local nonprofit based in Surrey called Solid State Community Industries, and it's a it's a nonprofit organization that helps you start their own workers cooperatives. So it, it provides like the mentorship and the funding for them to s initially like or essentially start their own businesses, and where their revenues are shared and their say is equal. And so my men my uh, uh, role model is a mentor in from that organization, and his name is Matt Hearn, um, and he's he's a professor and he teaches at different universities across the globe. Um, he's also the author of several books. But what really like behind all the titles and um, all the names, what really inspires me about him is his like his outlook on life. As in, um, he lives a very simplistic, very modest, very humble life. And if you if you've um, been to his house, which you probably haven't. But, <laughs> um, but um, like I've been to his house, and he has a like he has just really the bare necessities. And what's really admirable is his contentment in himself, his life, and his family. And it really shines um, through his actions and everything that he does. And um, it's it's really uh, interesting because people really chase like titles, they chase wealth, they chase um, material things. And um, at some point in life, you have to really step back and realize that that's not what's going to make you happy um, in the long run. And so just just his like his very simple and his very modest uh, look on life is what inspires me. Um, and yeah, I love that. That's awesome. 
I guess for me, it would be two different groups. Um, the first group would be librarians, um, because again, when I moved here, um, I didn't speak any English at all, and I didn't believe in myself either. And so I would just find solace in the books, and um, over time, librarians would come and talk to me, and they really instilled in me this belief that I could do anything if I set out my mind to do it. Um, and so it is with their encouragement that I started joining all the different library programs and library events, and those were what introduced me to um, different volunteering and community organizations. So I would say that's the first group that inspires me. And the second group that inspires me is the, my friends and the people I choose to surround myself with. Because I think it's important for you to have a group of friends who are constantly inspiring you and pushing you to try for new things. Um, because I know that I would not have had the confidence to um, go and apply for all these different things if it weren't for my friends saying, you could do this or you could do that. Yeah. I have a hard, I'm having a hard time choosing just one person. Oh, that's so, so sweet. I'm going to say all three. Um, one, uh, Rochelle Prasad. Um, two, Rebecca Hamilton. Rochelle? Yeah. Rochelle was a guest on here, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I saw it on yeah, yeah, yeah. She was on YouTube. Uh, yeah, that's, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, and Craig Kilberger. So I'd say Rochelle Prasad, um, and all three for, like, different reasons. They're all amazing in their own ways. So Rochelle Prasad, just because, like, she's a local youth. Really awesome person. Really, and she's, like, always busy all the time. She but does she a lot of great things, right? manage it mm -hmm. very, very well. And just, um, like, her commitment to, like, her the community is, um, like, cause I, like, I haven't seen before and just... Uh, incredible and like incredibly like nice, but also not too nice. Well, not too nice in the sense like not a pushover. Yep. Um, yeah, and like just like that time management. <laughs> I, like Rochelle is a boss lady, right? Yeah. yeah. See, <laughs> exactly. See, yeah, you you have to meet her to understand. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So just like her ability to like manage everything and her commitment to really s serving others, and then uh, Rebecca Hamilton, she's a local uh, youth activist. Um, uh, for climate change and her commitment to um, the climate movement. So even like I say I'm passionate, but like all the other students that leave like leave school voluntarily, where there's me, oh I have my AP class, I I need to stay in class. But like other like she's incredibly committed and super um, organized and just really got the movement starting in Vancouver because back to what I was saying before, I felt like there was nothing I could do, but um, she really got the movement going in Vancouver. So I'm super grateful for that. And lastly, Mark, uh, Craig Kielberger, he's the founder of We Charity. And um, I ran through the children club at my school last year and I really enjoyed it. And like what he's doing, like social entrepreneurship, I think that's incredibly amazing and how we have spread over all over the world. And um, it's ins it doesn't just inspire like older people, it inspires, inspires younger kids. And um, I think that's incredible. And I hope to be close to <laughs> any of those three people. Oh, I love that. I love that you guys really take inspiration from the stuff that's around you because you guys all named more than one thing. So that means you're really absorbing the stuff uh, around you, the people that you surround yourself with. And I think that's really important. I have another question for you guys. So. For anyone who is interested in looking um, into the scholarship and potentially applying in the future, how would they find information? Oh, sure. Yeah. So the next round of applications for BD Luminaries will open late fall of this year. Um, but the best way to stay in touch and keep up to date is on the website. 
uh, So Beauty Luminaries. You can also subscribe to their newsletter Mm -hmm. and follow them on social media, so at Beauty Luminaries. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for coming in. You guys are super inspiring to me. I see so much passion amongst the three of you, and I know that three of you are going to do some amazing things along with the rest of your cohort and good luck with the future and I'm sure you guys are going to do great Um, I can't wait to see what's coming for you guys and thank you to everyone for listening in if you get a chance please check out my Instagram at Young Culture Podcast and we will talk to you soon